We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joe Reedy joins Jeez. us in just about uh, at, at 420. Uh, he's going to give us his thoughts on the Harbaugh impact in L.A. Also going to get his thoughts on Kellen Moore, who is... Uh, was interviewing with the Browns about their offensive coordinator position. And before we get into what I want to talk about with the Browns, I did just want to ask you, what was your reaction when you when you heard that Kellen Moore would be, at this point, the last known candidate for the Browns offensive coordinator job? I've always been a big fan of him. Um, going back to even his playing days at Boise. I mean, the guy is uh, has been part of some prolific offenses. He's done a good job in the NFL uh, to this point, I think. Uh, I thought it was a little bit neutered in uh, in Dallas there as of late, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in in Kellen Moore. I said yesterday that it doesn't feel like there's one guy that's going to unite the masses like Jim Schwartz was last year, mm-hmm. and so it, it's almost like, it, and I hate to say this because you can still grade the OC higher depending on what you think of the candidate. I do think, though, it's one of those ones you're going to have to look at in totality. You're going to have to look at it and go, all right, how does the OC fit with, oh, do they hire a quarterback's coach? Does Callahan stay? How do you feel about Deuce Staley? How do you feel about Tommy Reese? And then I think that's going to be the better way of looking at this because I think it was just as simple as we got to get the most out of Deshaun and we got to we got to supercharge this offensive staff to the best we possibly yeah. can. In what is honestly – like right now, if you said that you right could now. right now, if you said you could call plays, I think the Browns OC job would be one of the more attractive ones in the NFL. If you said you can't call plays, I would imagine it's going to take you out of the running for a lot of these guys because there were some I mean, defensive coaches being hired kind of across the board here including Raheem Morris in Atlanta. And honestly, even even Harbaugh being hired even though he's an offensive coach, Harbaugh being hired in LA simply because Harbaugh's not calling the plays. You know whoever's there is going to be kind of the the offensive uh, play caller. So I think that yeah. kind of impacts the Browns' ability. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do here. I, I just don't know at the end of the day, like, who's coming here to not call plays? Yeah. Or are you going – are you t- talking to these guys in these interviews about, like, hey, maybe you can call the plays for us? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's something where, like, I'll start and we'll I'll give you some play calling, and then once you've earned my trust, I'll hand it off. Because yeah. that actually happens a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, like, honestly, Kyle Shanahan calls the plays in San Francisco. If, if you don't think Mike McDaniels could chirp into his ear and say, hey, I think we should go here, here, I, it's, it's Kyle. Kyle has, Kyle's not threatened by his best friend or one of his best friends at Mike McDaniel. You know, like when uh, Kevin O'Connell was the OC in, in with the uh, Rams. Yeah, McVay called the plays. But Kevin O'Connell's a former NFL quarterback. If Kev- Kevin O'Connell got in his ear and said, hey, I think we should I, run I, this. I don't think we should do this yeah. X, Y, Z. And so I think, I, I, I just think it's really interesting what the Browns are selling to candidates because one thing you can say about them is they haven't become yet a hot, uh, a factory of, of hot young assistants. Like, yeah, Drew Petzing went from being the tight ends coach and quarterbacks coach to being the OC in Arizona, 
that's not getting the Browns a lot of notoriety. I actually think that is what this should be about. Like, I think hiring a guy like Brian Johnson, who if in a year's time he becomes the head coach somewhere, not only are you going to get multiple draft picks uh, because he's a minority candidate, but also I, I think I think the more you I think the more you launch guys into careers, the more attractive your job is. Like I think if Shanahan had an uh, had a uh, a job on his offensive side of his ball tomorrow or defense because he's got D'Amico Ryan's and Robert Sala hired as head coach, I think tomorrow uh, you would have anybody that you want interviewing for that job or putting their resume in because of that. And I think it's interesting. You know, the, uh, obviously the Browns not playing this week. Have you heard about this? Have you seen yeah. about this? Have you heard about this? And you and I were talking pre-show, and I, I just think it's interesting to hear how far away people think the Browns are from making an AFC title game. So before we get into like the the hypothetical, I have, I'm just curious, like how far do you think the Browns are off what we're going to be seeing this weekend? Uh, I don't think they're that far at all. I mean, I think if they had had some better luck this year with some injuries, they could be easily playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I think Baltimore and what Baltimore's doing is totally I, I think you can replicate that. Yeah. Like if you look at Lamar, like Lamar's stats are not gaudy, but it's the threat of Lamar and the threat of him running and the threat of him making passes and their speed. You gotta give him credit. They've added a I mean, from Zay Flowers, Keaton oh, Mitchell yeah. isn't healthy right now, but no, Keaton but he, he was a big impactful player earlier this season. Even Odell. Just it's the threat of speed with Baltimore that makes them such a, a lethal offense. I think with the right move or two, like I, I'll be honest with you, I think I think the defense going forward is more important to the Browns making an AFC title game next year specifically. There's going to be years once once we get into the cap situation where you've kicked the can down the road as much as you can, and at some point you got to pay the piper. There's going to be years where it's going to be all on Deshaun. Right, like right now with Kansas City, it is all on. It is, it is not all on, but a majority of it is on Pat Mahomes and his greatness. I don't think that's where we're going to be next year. Like I was, I was fiddling around with the idea of asking the question two one six four seven four double zero nine two. The Browns will be in the AFC title game next year if, because I think everybody would put it on on Deshaun. Well, if Deshaun's healthy and is a franchise level quarterback, mm. and I think that makes sense. By the way, like is that what you would say? By the way. Yes. Okay. So I think that that makes sense. If Deshaun, I, I would be surprised if Deshaun plays like a franchise quarterback this this next year and stays healthy for sixteen or seventeen games. I would be surprised if you weren't knocking on the even if you don't make it. If you weren't a serious contender to at least go to an AFC title game next year. But I think this year proved, and I and I think this is where the Browns. One of the reasons people thought the Browns could beat the Ravens was their defense. And I think the key to them being in an AFC title game next year is figuring out, one, why this defense was a completely different defense on the road. And I think, two, I think it might just be as simple as find another elite pass rusher to go with Miles. And by the way, it's not simple because those are tough to come by. But, like, if you said uh, that Joey Bo and I keep throwing this name out there because there's a chance he could just get cut because of the cap implications in L.A., if you told me that this offseason the big move was going to be signing Joey Bosa or trading for a guy of that level, I think I think adding a second elite pass rusher, even if it's up the middle, even if it's uh, an Aaron Donald 
was a name we've been talking about for a couple of years. I think that's the thing because I think I think defensively, listen, there are two ways to get to an AFC title game or an NFC title game. And if you have both of these things, great. But you either need elite quarterback play or you need an elite defense. And I think this year, if Deshaun had just played healthy, sorry, if Deshaun had just stayed healthy after um, the Ravens game and Deshaun had just been good enough, I think you pair that with an elite defense that doesn't have the on-the-road on oopsies that they had this year. I mean, why not the Browns? Because all anybody's saying is, oh, it's going to be tough for the Browns to compete next year yeah. because of uh, because of Deshaun's health. Well, yeah, I, I could say that about the Jets with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets had an elite defense, and their quarterback position let them down when he got hurt. Right. That didn't happen with the Browns. So you can stand to reason the culture in Cleveland can sustain some things that culture in other AFC markets can't. So I just think it's really interesting that everybody's putting it into Sean, and that's the simplest way. It really is the simplest way for the Browns to get to the AFC title game next year is Deshaun finally looks like 20. You, you ace the OC higher. You ace, you maybe find that finally that right second receiver across from Amari, and now you've got Cooper and Chubb is healthy. you got Cooper, you've got uh, Njoku and this other receiver. Your offensive line's mm-hmm. going to take care of itself because of health. Oh, and your defense is still pretty darn good. Well, that's great. That's that's the That's the way I think we thought it was going to look like. But I think this year showed you the margins between you being a truly great team. I think it for this year, I don't see why you couldn't at least have another step forward as a defense next year, considering, yeah, you were number one, but let's be honest, once Miles got hurt, once Denzel got hurt again, your defense wasn't as fierce, wasn't as elite as they had previously been and had that problem going on the road. I just think that, like, You've taken so many steps this season with the culture and with the team that a lot of that's going to carry over next year. I mean, some of these guys are going to be back. And then, again, if we can just find a way to get Deshaun to step into that role mm-hmm. of being that franchise quarterback and you know Nick Chubb stays healthy for the year and we can get Denzel healthy and Miles Garrett doesn't have one, one arm just dangling there at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's no question this team could be in the AFC title game. 216-474-0092. The Browns will be in the AFC title game next year if dot 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 finish the sentence. So for you, what what's it going to take defensively? Because I'm I'm curious. You're a former defensive back. I Thank mean, you. Uh, I you know. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome, son. Uh, I'm just curious what you think it takes to get this defense where it where, where I think it needs to be, which is elite all the time. Because in fairness, Baltimore's defense. That's the difference between mm-hmm. Baltimore's defense and Cleveland's defense is Baltimore's defense has been elite all the time. They've had bad performances, but what I mean is you well, can't just the, say the, when the they Browns go on the road, they The Browns have to do a better job with their splits. I mean, they got to be better on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were such a, a different, more dominant team at home than they were on the road. And that's just that's just the reality of, of, of the deal. Can you help me understand why? I don't know. I wish I had an answer. That's that's on Jim Schwartz to figure out. Because I just, I it's befuddling. It's it, it almost feels like, and I think I've made this comparison before, it almost feels like when you have uh, role players in the NBA that, you know, in, in, in the playoffs, you're expecting the, the playoffs, the playoffs, you're expecting the role players on the road to disappear. And it's all about your superstars, but that's not really how we think about it in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like yeah. football is so different where, you know, a J.R. Smith can take over a game 
in a Eastern Conference Finals matchup at home a little easier than on the road. Is it that simple? Because that, that I don't think that's how it necessarily works. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I wish I had a great answer as to why. I mean, they've got good players, really good players. Mm-hmm. Why did they play so poorly on the road? I don't, How can you have the number one defense and go to uh, to Houston and just get embarrassed? Well, and and it and it all be about energy. Like energy can't like that's a college thing, you know. Like that is what kind of bugs me is we had so much fun with the energy that the defense played with. Go back and watch that Houston playoff game. The dudes were not in it from the jump. Like, the defenders were not – like, you and I talked going into it, and I was like, I want the defense on the field because I want them to set the tone. While the offense went out there, they they didn't score right off the rip. The defense went out there, and they went out flat. That that still really does bug me. Jed, welcome to the show. The Browns will be in the AFC title game next year if – finish that sentence. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We win the uh, the division and get home games. That takes the defense part of it out of it because we always play well at home. But also, and you're not going to like this, but it's where my mind went to, uh, Deshaun gets hurt and uh, Flacco comes back in and runs the really good offense with Nick Chubb in it versus some kind of made-up crap. I knew. I knew you were going to with it with the Joe. Just because I remember your call the other day about Nick Chubb. Um, it's true, though. You know it's true. Come on, Nicky. Nah, I, I – Here's the thing. I I think it can work. And I'll explain that at a later date. And let me let me think a little bit more about that. Jed, we appreciate you. Um I do think like I think the simplest way I, I think the Browns are gonna have to win their division, and I think they're gonna have to get either the one seed or the two seed whenever they finally break through and go to their first AFC title game. Like I just think I I think that first run requires a little bit of luck. I do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I and I'm not trying to compare like Tennessee, like Tennessee having kind of the run of all runs, but like the luck factor in that first run, like I think there's difference between culturally of while we we're good enough to to make the playoffs 50% of the time in a four-year stretch and we're good enough to make it that deep into the playoffs. But I think there is something yeah. to be said about the ability to, and Kansas City's ability to win 13 games at a time, which has turned their trip from, um, you know, three games to, to or sorry, two games to the AFC title game to being one game to the AFC title game. We just had one of our callers. We're, we're talking about the, the Browns will be in the AFC title game next year if dot, dot, dot. And, and I think the defense and, and – I think the defense is as important. I probably said more important, but I think the defense is as important to that next year run as the offense. I think there are two two paths. And, and hypothetically, by the way, Deshaun could come back next year, be a lead, and the defense could take a step forward, at which point we're talking about you might be in the Super Bowl. But in terms of going to an NFC title game, or sorry, going to the AFC title game, I just think we're sleeping on the importance of the defense. And 
I think this year, listen, I think it might be really smart for the Browns. And, and they've got a butt ton of free agents. But because they've kind of uncovered so many depth pieces, it might make sense this year to instead of trying to find 20 nice players, right, 20 guys and reinforce that depth, it might make more sense to go big game hunting this offseason. And the two logical places are either the wide receiver spot, and big game hunting looks a lot of different ways. It, it could be what uh, uh, Tennessee did with Nuke Hopkins last year, what the Browns have done previously with Amari Cooper, where there's a player available because of the contract, and that's why you get them at, for a song. I think the other place I really want to see them potentially go big game hunting is that defensive line. Because if you can just find another, and Zadarius Smith, Zadarius honestly was everything you could expect him to be other than he just didn't generate a lot of uh, a pressure compared to who he had been previously. But like, so he wasn't an out and out failure. He was a great teammate. I think he aided to what they wanted to do. But I think he had like four and a half sacks in the season. If you can get another double-digit sack artist on that defensive line, I think you go a long way. But we had Jed, one of our regular callers, who said that you know one of his keys to them being in the AFC title game next year is Deshaun gets hurt again and Joe Flacco takes over. And it's funny, man. You used early in the season before they started kind of getting on a roll. You used the phrase smoke and mirrors, and it's something you and I, I talked about. Time. Yeah. Um, I don't think people realize that that Joe Flacco run, in my mind, is one of one. I, I that I think that was the perfect confluence of events. And granted, if Joe Flacco had had Nick Chubb, that offense would have been even better this year, right? That would have been really cool to see in December. But like, it's like it's like Nick Foles in Philadelphia. That's what I put the Joe Flacco run with. It was an all-time fun run. It ended up kind of getting soured by getting bounced out in the first round and Joe falling apart in the second half. But, like, do people really expect if if Deshaun gets hurt again next year and, and Joe has to take over, do people really expect it to look like that, to have that level of success with Joe Flacco, specifically Joe, a second time? Yeah, I don't. I, I can't see it happening, like, quite like that. I mean, I think he can hold the fort down, but, like, to have a run like that, probably not. Well, and I think, like... He's also going to be a year older. Well, and the circumstance changes every year. And the offense is going to look different every year. And we mm -hmm. talked with Brian Baldinger earlier this week. And, you know, one of the things we asked him is, well, can you build an offense that fits both Deshaun and Joe? And I, I, I'll be honest with you, he had said yes. And I think if it was Kevin Stefanski's offense from last year, then the answer is yes. I think where they're going to go with Deshaun – and, and listen, the, the OC hire is going to be a big part of this. I think where they're going with Deshaun, I I would say no. I, I think Kevin Stefanski's offense, which had been conformed to Deshaun Watson, going from that to, to Joe fitting into that offense previously would have been – that's that's relatively easy. If they finally do actually build a spread offense around Deshaun Watson and build the offense all the way around him, have the offensive coordinator with ties to him. Have all the players kind of fit specifically around uh, Joe, uh, Deshaun instead of fitting specifically around Kevin's offense. I, I think Joe Flacco probably wouldn't be as good. If the I think so much of what made Joe good this year 
is the offense, while ironically I think one of the biggest problems for Deshaun this year was the offense. and Because it, it's a fit issue. I think Joe fits the offense that was last year and was two years ago and three years ago. I think he fits it better naturally than Deshaun does because of what it asks a quarterback to do. Put your back to the defense, uh, play action, on scheduled throws. I don't I don't know. It's not an I don't think. I don't know how much of that's going to be in the repertoire next year. And that's part of why I think the Joe thing is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Yeah, and it's probably also the reason why they're going after all these, these young offensive coaches trying to figure out how they can make the offense better because I think Stefanski realizes, hey, what I'm doing with what, like who I've worked with, like Kirk Cousins and Flacco and some of these other guys, um, that it's worked, it's not – Going to work with Watson. Mm-hmm. Frank, welcome to the show, Frank. What you got for us? Hey, fellas, what's happening? Man, it's, it's, some, it's like what y'all basically like talking about somewhat, man. It's like I'm kind of scared, man, that we might go backwards next season, man, because the predicament we're in, we're in with, with, with Deshaun Watson, we can't really make no strong moves. It's, it's kind of like, man, I just – and we ain't got no backup, man. And like y'all saying, his offense, he showed it with Flacco. It ain't gonna work with Deshaun Watson because he don't like to play up on the center, man. It's 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 crazy, man. I just hope we don't go backwards, man. Because I I just feel like now we was on the road, even though it was a crazy season, man. But I ain't trying to lose no less than ten games next year. Nothing, I man. I'm ready for go to be winning ten games every season now, man. Frank, I can't I, go. I'm I don't right, want to go backwards, fellas. I'm right there with you. I will say, I think if you asked. If we went through the the seven playoff teams this year in the AFC and we talked to people on a national level, I guarantee you, almost to a man, they would say next year the Browns are going to be one of the teams to take a step back. But I'm not – I don't think it's fait accompli. One, I think the difference in Deshaun being healthy for 16 or 17 games is gigantic. Yeah. And I don't think you can quantify that enough. Having a a quarterback healthy, there's a reason all top four seeds – Actually, three of the top four seeds had a quarterback healthy for the entirety of the season. And it was really just C.J. Stroud who missed a game or two here or there yeah. with injuries. But, like, so so one, just the impact of Deshaun staying healthy would be gigantic. Two, you're giving a, a, an organization that's coming off their best offseason they've ever had last year. Built a pretty indestructible roster that, that could lose Nick Chubb, could lose Deshaun Watson, could lose... Uh, Denzel for a number of games lost both uh, tackles throughout the season. Actually, all three top starting tackles lost Ethan Posick for a game. Like the injuries to guys that made the most money, that's where it hits you the most this year. Instead of just your depth parts, it hit both. As a matter of fact, that's the organization that's still here. So I'm not taking that for granted. I, I don't know that you can replicate that part of it either. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I'm going to give these guys a chance to build this team to where next year it might not be a step forward, but it's not some gigantic step back where all of a sudden you're the nine seed in the AFC. Ryan, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? 
Hey, Keith, Nick, Justin, gentlemen, hey, great conversation. Again, I just want to chime in like you alluded to, Nick. Uh, this is all in mentality. I mean, the Browns obviously were on the brink of what could have been something special this year. Uh, with that being said, I mean, we we are paper champs, in my opinion. Um, again, you guys got five, six guys obviously going to the football beat Orlando next week for that thing. Can't wait. But, again, we would have had eight possibly with Watson, Chubb, obviously Conklin, if hypotheticals didn't happen. A lot of luck is involved, obviously, when you're talking about getting far into what we perceive as winning it all. Uh, there's so many intangibles. Again, with that being said, no one's going to have empathy for you if you don't pad your roster with depth. And, again, we have to have that, whether it be quarterback, whether it be center, whether it be anything in particular. But, again, this season in particular, not prisoner of the moment, is all in mentality. This is, this is the plethora that we need to win it all. And, again, you just add more depth. Have see what's out there. The GM has to get bargain basement opportunities for veterans that want to win it all because they're going to be out there in the off season. So again, this is the time now, man. It's just I'm in agreement with you, Nick. This is an all-in mentality, and we have the opportunity to do something special. But hey, guys, thanks. Take my call. Have a great day. Thanks. Appreciate you, Ryan. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Browns are all in until the thing falls apart. And what I mean by that is until your roster gets to the point where, well, not having first-round picks really starts to hurt you where all of a sudden it it's more on Deshaun every single year. And that probably starts somewhere in 2026, 2027. It's probably somewhere in there because of the way the cap works. And even then, you can kick the can farther down the road. Like, it's funny. Like, people are like, oh, well, the salary cap matters. And yeah, not really. And the greatest ace you have in the hole outside of an incredible, incredibly aggressive GM is an incredibly aggressive owner. So... I think some of the the natural cliches we talk about with, with reloading teams or rebuilding, I don't think it necessarily applies to the Cleveland Browns. I think the one that does is can you, can you find a way to to make it work with Deshaun at the highest level? They've made it work they made it work to some degree with Deshaun this year. Yeah. It can't be to some degree going forward. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.